Check, check. Right. One, two, three. All right, Bryce, you first. Check, check. One, two, three. Dylan? Hello, I'm from Ohio. <laughs> You're listening to the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Alright, let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. It's been a very long time, but I'll explain my bullshit life stories another day. Today, I'm being joined by Bryce and Dylan of the Making Kayfabe Podcast. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going very well. How are you today? I'm doing good. Dylan, how about you? Not too bad, my friend. Not too bad. Alright, this is the first time we are kind of meeting sort of because we're on different parts of the world but um i don't remember how long ago it was but you guys shot me a follow on twitter for this podcast on my personal twitter and just kind of kept in contact i've been listening to you guys throughout the better half from the summer to to now with your podcast and for those of us who don't know, uh, why don't you explain what what is it you guys do? What is your podcast, and what is it you guys like to do on there? Yeah, so we're called um, we're called Making Kayfabe, and generally what we do is like we're both um, we're both creative writers. We've got a lot of experience in doing that. Like Dylan's Dylan's got his own book. I've got my own. Um, I've, I've got articles in plenty of magazines out there. And uh, our whole kind of thing is that we try to rewrite wrestling history. So like maybe um, stars or storylines didn't didn't quite get. Um, the spotlight they should have got, like for example, uh, Sean O'Hare uh, back in back in '04, or like um, you know, like Right to Censor or Retribution or the NWO storyline 2002, you know. And we try to rewrite them in a way that makes makes sense and tries to make them a bit better. Um, so yeah, it's all about just um, you know highlighting what could have been what could have been done with these guys and um, how they could have been used a lot better. That's good, and I listen. I listen to your podcast just about every day because during my day job i i am uh what is called uh actually i don't want to reveal it to people anyway i have to walk <laughs> let's just say i have to walk around a lot all day when doing my day job and when i do that i like to listen to things whether it be music or podcasts and your podcast is something i like to listen to a lot so my favorite episodes you guys have put out um was the unmasking of kane in your most recent yes. season um I caught the other day for the first time because I, I kind of like scatter when it comes to your podcast, just kind of pick and choose. Um, the Vince McMahon blowing up storyline. <laughs> um, uh, I remember the earlier ones, like the Summer of Punk. I really like what you guys did there. And then one that I don't know if how maybe the fans have received it, but one of my personal favorite ones is Dylan the story you did with uh, Ty Dillinger and Mike Canales? Oh, oh dude, thank you so much. Nobody <laughs> talks about it. <laughs> me and Bryce have pretty much um, come to the conclusion that that's the least popular episode yeah. of the entire show. But but and, here, uh, oh, no, I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, go ahead. That's amazing. I'm so glad that some that you like that one because I really like that one too. And. It's just, it's such a simple, it's just a simple thing, you know, we're not reinventing the wheel, we're just taking two guys that were criminally underused in the WWE, giving them something to do, 
and it was so and like how could why why couldn't you do that that you know that is something I really enjoyed because for wrestling, for me, yes, you have your guys on top and then you have your mid card and then your jobber, so to speak. But Mike Kanellis and Ty Dillinger, now Sean Spears, um, I, I, his time as Ty Dillinger was someone who was so criminally underutilized. How they didn't put the NXT championship on him is beyond me. And I just thought I was thinking like that year, I think it was like 2017, 2018, whenever that story was, you booked it in. I'm thinking to myself, that's perfect because you just made a long-term story. Like obviously it wasn't going to be for like a tight of title or anything, but it didn't have to be. You just, you helped build two new guys and two new stars in Mike Kanellis and Ty Dillinger. Like they may not be work rate guys of like maybe like an AJ Styles or a Kenny Omega, but they're still very charismatic and they can do a lot. And I really, really enjoyed that. And I thought it was really smart. Oh man, I can I can hear the the tears of joy in Dylan's voice there as I heard that honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what we do, man. It's like it's literally that. And like you, you can take making Canellas, you can take Mordecai, you can take like any of these guys that we we focus on, and like you can make a good story out of them. Like it's not hard. And like the, the problem is that. You know, often WWE, for example, they don't try with these guys. I mean, for example, like, like uh, Ty Dillinger had that one run in the main roster where he didn't really do much. Um, like Mordecai, again, had like three months in the main roster, then they, they, they got bored of him. Um, Sean O'Hare, he had a really cool gimmick for like a month, and then he fucking ended up with Roddy Piper. Um, you know, it's like, okay. just if you just, if they try to put a little bit more effort in these stories, and they've got like, you know, thirty fucking writers, fifty writers, however many, to to actually, you know, write these stories. Like, why can't they write anything good? So, and um, so that, that's what we try to do. We try to just, um, you know, rewrite wrestling history in a positive way and make stars out of these guys. Like, you know, like like who we've mentioned, Sean O'Hare and Mordecai, the ECW zombie, for example. Uh, so yeah, like that, that's our whole kind of stick. Yeah. Yeah, I think that I think it's more fun taking the the non-main eventer guys and making a story out of them because you can you can kind of do. I think that some people, if they were rebooking stuff themselves, that you know they go straight to like, hey, put the belt on him. Now you'll be good. <laughs> that doesn't work. You know, Jinder Mahal. You can't just put a belt on somebody and expect them to be accepted by the fans. You got to build them up. And I, oh my I god, absolutely. Part of it. You know, I the, the 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 doing stuff to get the crowd interested in them first, and you build that up, and then you can have a payoff. And then you know, it's really cool the way that um, when we started doing this. Either before this, we didn't really think about that kind of stuff, but now you can you can see the progression and you can see the way that uh, the storylines kind of, you know, you can't just say, oh, th this happens now you're over. You know, there has yeah. to be a little bit more nuance to it. You know, it's a build up, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's a good example. You bring up Jinder Mahal. That that's that's a guy where it's just like they just wanted to go into the Indian market and they're just like, well, who do we have that's Indian? Well, gender. Well, <laughs> this I mean, Canadian guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this Canadian <laughs> Indian guy, like um, that 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 was something that's just it was at the detriment of uh, someone like a Shinsuke Nakamura who was like super white hot coming into yeah. NXT, and then they he was just his momentum was killed, and it just it took him a long time to even kind of kind of get that back when he won the Rumble, and that. Mm. That's yeah. those are dark times of me. WWE making me hate a feud like AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. But, yeah. You know, oh my God. But, yeah. We got a lot of 
you know, kicks in the dick out of it. So. Oh, got plenty of those. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I I was I was there for one of those for one of those pay per views. Uh, one of those dick kicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you guys guess as to, if you can guess which Shinsuke Nakamura AJ Styles match I was there for, and it was a pay per view. Oh, was it? Uh, they did WrestleMania, WrestleMania didn't they? Yeah. I can tell you right now, it's not Mania. That's that's one oh. off the board. Well, Wrestle what, Kingdom. What? <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Um, what? Uh, see, that's that's where things get muddy. We know WrestleMania happens, but then you're like, "What the hell is a pay per view after WrestleMania?" It could okay. be anything. So, Great balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> so it was. Um, and if I'm getting this correctly, it was either back backlash. It was backlash 2019. Oh, the man. dog shit show of a pay-per-view where the only good match was Seth Rollins versus The Miz. And Dylan, I know how much you hate The Miz. I've heard it many times in episodes. <laughs> Don't get him started. Don't get him started. <laughs> but, but in this... Has, has spread around the entire internet. In this, particular mo- in this particular night, though, The Miz and Seth Rollins had a better match than anybody else on this card. And you had, you know, Charlotte was there against Carmella, and that was a meh match. I mean, then you had a random Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley versus, I think, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, the main event was fucking Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe for some reason because Roman Reigns had to be the main event even though AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura were fighting for the WWE Championship huh. and it ended in like a double count now and I was I was livid. It was the worst wrestling show I've ever been to. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, it's, it doesn't sound great. <laughs> no. On the topic of that, what's the worst wrestling show you guys have ever been to? <laughs> oh God. Um, I've not actually been to that many. I mean... I mean, um, I've been to a couple when I've been in America, like, um, which were both great. I mean, I was, I went, I was in, um, I was in Florida for WrestleMania uh, twenty eight, I think it was. Yeah, that's Rock uh, and Cena. A, yeah, Rock and Cena for the first time, the, mm-hmm. once in a lifetime. Um, yeah, and they've done it again <laughs> next year. I got the T-shirt. It literally says "Once in a lifetime," and they fucking done it next year. So I was there I, for I twice in a lifetime. Ironically, now, yeah, twice in a lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> I was there for that one, and it was. Yeah. Dylan, what <laughs> well, about you? Uh, I also don't know. I have, uh, I was at the, I like, I haven't really been to like a bad, um, wrestling event. Cause, um, in Northern Ireland, we never get like the, the premium house shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I've been to some house shows that were main evented by the United States championship, but you know, that wasn't a bad thing because at the time the United States champion was Dean Ambrose. So I was, Oh, nice. That Cause Sweet. I love Dean Ambrose and then uh, last year there was a house show in Dublin that I went to and Shinsuke was there so technically I've seen Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle it's not like he was wrestling a five-star classic but he was there and he did a match so that counts and um and then last year I was at SummerSlam oh nice where was SummerSlam last year again oh yeah Toronto that's right yeah because my brother lives in Toronto so we were like let's just fucking go to some so we went to SummerSlam and uh, take over before it and oh, gee, really that's good. awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are lucky that if you haven't, if you can't really tell what your worst wrestling show is, it means you have not to been as many as me. I've been to enough where I can tell you which ones are horrible. So I guess that's kind <laughs> of a kind of a bad thing. Um, the subject that what's um, I guess the your favorite show you've been to, uh, Bryce? Start with you. Favorite wrestling show I've been to. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, uh, uh, quite a few. I mean, we have ICW in the UK, uh, in Scotland. Uh, mm-hmm. And that, I went to a show where, uh, you know, my favourite wrestler of all time, Kurt Angle, was wrestling there. And, like, yes. I went and just absolutely loved that so much. Uh, I think Kurt Angle, he beat Joe Coffey in the main event. Joe Coffey, who's now in NXT UK. And, um, yeah, the show had just... Um, the show had everybody. It had, um, I believe it had the Dudley Boys that year. It had uh, Rey Mysterio was there that year, I believe. And Drew McIntyre was there before, um, or Drew Galloway, as he's known in Scotland. Um, he was there, um, and it was just a really cool show. It's in um, this massive, massive venue in Scotland. It was the first ever kind of um, arena wrestling show in the UK in years kind of thing. Uh, and it was ICW, a little independent promotion. So, um, yeah, the, the, the culture and the attitude there was just really cool. And... Um, yeah, I loved it. It's the yeah, I would happily go back and go back and watch it again. You know, it sounds like a fun show. Damn. Uh, what about you, Dylan? Uh, probably Takeover from last year. I thought mm. it was a lot of fun. Um, and I got to see the Undisputed Era, who I'm a big fan of. Same. Uh, Which Takeover was that again? Before SummerSlam. It was. Was it Toronto? Was it Toronto? It was. It was. Was it called Toronto again? Because I know they have some takeovers where they go to the same city, but they don't call it like two or three or whatever. I think this was like. I think it was Toronto two or Toronto three. I don't know. I didn't. You know. I was like, I don't. I don't care what it's called. Show me. Show me some <laughs> some wrestling. You know. Yeah. Wait. Um, was that was Colin Gargano right? The third match. Yes. Okay. It no. was like a, oh. a, a three stages of hell match. Yeah. Yeah. That was that good. Was awesome, I remember that. Because uh, William Regal came out, he's like, "The last stipulation is going to be a cage match." And I'm like, "Wow, it's William Regal!" And then <laughs> oh, it was only when William Regal came out and said, "The last match is going to be in a cage match," is when I like looked at the ring and realized there was a cage above it. I'm like, <laughs> how, did I, "How did I not fucking notice that giant cage?" To be fair. I have been drinking, and also weed is legal in Toronto, so... <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> well, that's why I liked uh, TakeOver better than SummerSlam, because I remember nothing about SummerSlam. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you were there for the Fiends debut, and you don't remember it? I, no, I, I remember missing the Fiends debut, because I was taking a piss and getting some beers when I heard his music happening. And I'm like, well, it's a Fiend, who gives a shit about that? I came back, and it was all over. Uh, and I'm like, well, I probably didn't miss much. Um, <laughs> you missed the best thing on the card. <laughs> yeah. But then all I remember is I remember seeing Trish Stratus and I remember seeing Brock Lesnar. And I'm like, well, that's that's all I need to see, really. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to, That's all I need to remember. I'll just drink the rest of the night, you know? <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> missing missing the fiends debut that's eh, probably yeah. dog sh- probably dog shit you come back and then you see on twitter like oh that was the best thing that happened oh okay <laughs> that's i mean that's why we have youtube that's why we have the network yeah we checked that's it out the, day, the next day i'm like ah whatever <laughs> yeah that's the, nice, that's a guy who could use a lot of rebooking if that isn't oh, a diet, don't even don't even get me started, dude. Oh. Here's the thing, right? The the fiends entrance looked really cool last year at SummerSlam, right? But then since then, I mean, the character of the fiend is really cool, but the booking, the handling, what like the matches have been mm-hmm. fucking awful. Yeah, I, there's there's a handful of fiend, but like, I think his best like actual in ring match is probably the strap match he had with Brian last year at the Rumble. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I remember yeah, that one being really good, and then 
having the the lights in the Survivor Series match with Brian was they did what they could. The Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell, oh, and then sucked. and then Goldberg Saudi Arabia. Like, I'll, I'll tell a quick story real quickly. One of my best friends, uh, my buddy Joe, he's been on this podcast a bunch of times. He's he was like on a thread with wrestling, like when, <laughs> when like. Says running out of time. We've removed forty minutes time limit on your group. What is this? Oh, it's a. a it says it says running out of time. We've removed the forty minute time limit on your group. Oh, okay then. Nice. Oh, nice them. Cool. Oh, well, thanks Zoom. Maybe I'll keep that in you. Maybe you guys can sponsor us. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Bray Wyatt, like he's very big on like character wrestling. He's like, it's great if you can be in ring, but if you don't have a great character, you're not really going to get anywhere. And that's what a lot of wrestlers are today, unfortunately. Not that in ring is not a bad thing. That's the most important thing, in my opinion. But again, you need to be charismatic. Anyway, when Bray Wyatt, even from like his Wyatt family thing, he's like, this guy is going to be the next Undertaker. This guy is going to be like, he is like the next breakout larger than life star and you know we've all seen the story of Bray Wyatt they just you know they make him spooky for the sake of being spooky I remember after the Saudi Arabia show he he like texts me or messages me he says like I'm officially fucking done with this company and he was a casual fan like he didn't watch he stopped watching Raw every week a long time ago but he catch in once in a while for big pay-per-views he's like I'm fucking done and then he sends me a picture are you sure you'd like to cancel your WWE Network subscription he's like oh fuck yeah I am yeah, <laughs> even the Firefly Funhouse couldn't even bring him back. No, I mean that that was total bullshit. Like I, I remember, I remember that vividly because we, um, uh, me and my, my partner, we'd uh, touched down in the Faroe Islands, and mm-hmm. uh, so we're waiting on the waiting the bus to go into where our Airbnb was, and it was like it's like two hours away or something, and like um, and because this is a very small country, so it's a very limited kind of bus service going um going around, mm-hmm. but um. And at that time, um, the, the pay-per-view was, what, what, what was it? Was it Elimination Chamber? Or what was it? I've forgotten. The, oh, it was Saudi Arabia show. It was Saudi Arabia show. And, uh, I was yeah, like, I'll watch right. this. I watched this on my phone, use airport Wi-Fi. And, uh, you know, this, this, won't, this won't be a problem. So it started at the, the Bray Wyatt match. And I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And then that ended five minutes later. And I was just fucking furious. And I just decided to, nope, let's just not watch that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, just ridiculous booking. Uh, and then for what? To, to let Goldberg... Um, you know, not wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you know, and um, you know, it's, it's just a whole lot of shit. And yeah, the Fiend is definitely due a rebooking, I would say. Um, like, yeah, we maybe coming in because he died. Well, yeah, I, I mean, technically, yes. Yeah, technically, yes. I mean, I see theories going around that that when he, then the Fiend quote unquote died, being burned alive by Randy Orton, that horrible bastard man who should be arrested. Uh, you should. You, uh, there's theories about Alexa Bliss potentially taking the Fiend character. Like, the essence of the Fiend is in her now. Hmm. Does anybody uh, think this is a good idea? I, <laughs> this is just theories on Reddit, and it's not the first time that theories on Reddit or wrestling forums where, like, the Fiend changes every person he wrestled, which is true. He WWE made that into their their television program, into canon. You know, Finn Balor turning heel, and Seth Rollins turning heel, and Whoever else he affected, but um, Goldberg. Gulp. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Goldberg was already a heel by the fan. They're like, no, Bill, go away. Um, I think the one thing that really pissed me off about that whole thing with Bill Goldberg at the Universal Championship more than probably Bray Wyatt losing the title, 
because with the Firefly Funhouse match, I was actually rewatching that today. That that was like, okay, you kind of got me back. That's still the brilliance of Bray Wyatt. Was that they didn't even explain on television why he's facing Braun Strowman. It it was literally just and for the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman will take on Bill Goldberg. Okay. We all knew why Roman Reigns was leaving. He even posted on his Instagram himself saying, like, you know, I'm stepping out of mania, you know, I got my own reasons to, to do this. And then they just say Braun Strowman. Yeah. What the fuck? And like, again, it was like a, the match itself again was like two, three minutes, right? And it was just Braun, Braun Strowman doing like three power slams and then that was it. And it's just uh, like, I don't, it just infuriates me so much when you see those kind of matches. Like, it's just like spam the finishers and end the match within three minutes. Yeah. It's just, it's, ugh, it's pointless. Like, why? I mean, it, it was good. Like, see when Goldberg defeated Brock Lesnar in like two minutes or whatever it was. Like, that was unique and that was cool. And like, yeah. everyone loved it. But what WWE do is that they they spam that now, so they just literally copy and paste it, and like they liked it, they liked it that time, so we're gonna just do that again and again and again and again, and now everyone fucking hates it. It's just yeah, yeah, it's oversaturating the you know part time guys because they they saw Goldberg pop the rating on the SmackDown episode via satellite. It's like oh we got to put the title on him. Like no you don't. <laughs> oh you do not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess talking about modern wrestling for a second, like do you guys? keep up with what's going on do you watch every week like what what is it with you guys when it comes to modern day pro wrestling yeah i only these days i only really watch AEW. i watch dynamite every week um but i yeah i i can't remember the last time i watched a raw or a smackdown um or even nxt to be honest i used to be a big fan of nxt but it's just kind of been um diluted uh, a lot recently and but yeah big aw fan but just uh not as much i'll, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep in the loop with like reddit squared circle and stuff but um watch the highlights and things like that but yeah just aw is the only thing i watch all the way through these days what about you dylan dylan yo we should just get Dylan to like talk and just answer questions that I've been asked. Like, <laughs> just, just. Dylan, what's your favorite sandwich? Hello. Yeah. Oh, he could talk for hours about that as well. My God. Uh, that's what I did. Nothing happened. Um, fuck. Hello. 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 Oh, Hello, dude. Fucking hell! All right. <laughs> good. Let's, we're good. We're good. You can hear you us. Can hear us. Yes. Oh All right, my God. Good. I would say I'm, I might keep a portion of that in there. Yeah. I mean, you did just ask CJ. Um, C- CJ was just asking you what your favorite sandwich was, and I was like, Dylan could talk about that for fucking hours. Oh, Jesus, I really could, man. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to talk about sandwiches? For hours, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, okay. You Put you on a loop. <laughs> Put you on a loop. Oh, fuck. Um, I think that's another podcast for another day because I could probably talk about sandwiches for a long time too. Just food in general. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever was happening beforehand, I'll try and splice that all together and just so put it back up. That's all right, man. That's Look, all right. I've had a lot of hiccups too. Believe me. <laughs> so what was it? What was it you were asking? It was. Um, I, I think it was um, like if you are still watch wrestling regularly, uh, Dylan. What, what's uh, what's the story with that for you? Uh, not really, I suppose. I mean, I watch. I have. I still have a subscription to the network, so I watch the pay-per-views every month because I can. You can get the gist of it, and uh, watch random old stuff on the network. But I don't watch Raw or SmackDown. I don't really watch like any other wrestling show, just because, uh, you know, I, 2020. 
as well as being a shit show everywhere else, hasn't been super kind to the pro wrestling business. No, I've you're right about that. Like a lot, of, like there's been some really good matches this year. But there's also been an awful lot of crud. You know. Oh yeah. So I don't really watch as much wrestling as I used to. Not even like AEW. No, I used to, oh. and I don't, I don't care much for that product, so I've stopped watching them. Oh wow. I would I would argue that AEW has been consistent in 2020. Um, I would say so too. Storylines going on and. Um, yeah, I think that's always like, always entertain me anyway. There's always at least one awesome match in Dynamite, and there's always something interesting going on, um, storyline wise. I think the thing with, um, f- I mean, for a lot of fans, not not just because like WWE's product has kind of like gone down way down, like maybe like the past five, six years, maybe you could argue ten years or so. Um, mm. But it, I think COVID also is a big thing with that. You know, like some people aren't really cre- they weren't like you know with WWE they were filming in front of nobody. AEW starts putting you know their own people in the crowd and it, and then like a month later WWE will just like you know maybe we should do that like yeah maybe yeah. maybe you should I mean and you know AEW started putting in the you know actual fans you know socially distant fans and they're proved that they can do this um, safe as possible um, and WWE like the Thunderdome concept is really cool but a lot of people were just like how is wrestling going to work when the fan element is so important. Hmm. that's one thing I was thinking of I was thinking like I'm, I'm not even sure if wrestling is going to happen anymore I, I, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't sure it doesn't seem like it I mean it's going to be a long time away I think but I think the um, the guys at ringside in AEW they do, they do a good job um, for, for getting it from hyped and like you know even if it's just a small number of them making it seem like a proper wrestling show kind of thing and like the Thunderdome's helped to an extent like, obviously they're piping in audience noise and stuff but um, yeah I think, I think wrestling's adapted pretty well, but like literally, um, and one thing, um, one thing my coach says, like, see when wrestling comes back, the, the crowd are gonna pop for like an arm drag, like they're gonna pop for a hip toss. Oh, like, they are the smallest move, and like the, the whole place will erupt because they've not seen wrestling in so long, you know. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's like the cinematic matches as well, which has been cool. Um, you know the. Um, uh, the, the Undertaker Boneyard match by AJ Styles was cool. Like SummerSlam Stampede was cool. Like um, even the latest deletion thing with uh, Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara was good. So um, yeah, there, there's, there's pros and cons, but I think overall wrestling adapted pretty well in 2020. The cinematic thing has been a big thing this year. You know, um, it may have like blown up in 2020, but it goes all the way back to like um, what was what's uh, the Matt Hardy Jeff Hardy thing. Uh, ultimate deletion or fi- oh, yeah. final yeah. deletion whichever one it was called but that was like the first one i remember seeing that for the first time I'm just like this just is a clip i'm like this is fucking weird but then it yeah. kind of but now it's kind of become the norm of 2020 and i guess we kind of have matt hardy to thank for that yeah exactly right. well that's that's exactly my problem if if this is all matt hardy's fault then fuck you matt hardy <laughs> just like, I mean, this is me and me, me and Bryce. You know, we can we can agree to disagree. I did not care much for that Matt Hardy ultimate deletion, fucking Ugh. dicking around in a farm and throwing fireworks at each other. I'm like, what, which, what? which which one though? Because he's done so many. All of them. They're all the same. <laughs> they're oh, all man. exactly the same. Bullshit with a boat, and then there's a lawnmower, fireworks, then there's a wrestler ring in his backyard for no reason. So they pretend to have a wrestling match, but they don't. And then somebody wins, and somebody also gets reincarnated. Which just means he wears different clothes. I'm just, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. But... <laughs> no, no, 
if if I came to you and said before that Matt Hardy thing, I said my favorite wrestling match is the one where they're in Matt Hardy's fucking backyard shooting fireworks at each other and hiding under boats. You would have told me to fuck off. I mean, I, I, I don't even I don't even think so because you 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 enjoyed like back in the day, Dylan. You you enjoyed the um the hardcore title, right? The WWE yes. hardcore title. They're running about backstage and fucking throwing fire extinguishers and and hitting each other with cars and all this kind of shit. Like, what's the difference? Yes. What's the difference between a, a, a hardcore match in a wrestling arena and dicking around in Matt Hardy's house while her, his wife yes. plays the piano and then his son pins a, a, a legitimate pro wrestler with three kind? There's a lot. There's a big, big difference, dude. Like, how could you not see the difference? So it's all about the location, basically. So, no, so, so the whole consensus is fuck you, Matt Hardy. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to leave it there, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, we could go on for hours. We could, but uh, oh don't I do that frequently. Like, generally, when we're recording a podcast, like one hour we'll be recording the podcast, like three hours will be setting up the podcast, and the other like five hours will be us just like debating certain things, like because we have like like as as good friends as we are, our, our opinions on wrestling are very different. Yeah. So it uh, always makes for a fun conversation. I'm is, I'm like that too. Kind of fun though, you know, the fact that yeah. we have such a different kind of. A viewpoint on things. We argue about shit like this all the time. It's so funny. That, that's good. No, me, me and my buddy Joe, like, same thing. We, we argue, we've argued a lot about different things. Like, I am a huge, huge Young Bucks fan. Um, I love, <laughs> okay. I, I love them. And if, if one of you guys don't like, I can tell by that thing, Dylan, I'm uh, guessing you don't like the, the Young Bucks. I, love, I like the Young Bucks. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I understand, I understand like people like they they are not for everybody they're not um but like my buddy's just like he's like you know I may not be crazy about like how they're doing a bunch of flips and all the other crazy shit he's like but he's like but I respect their whole drive and their work ethic mm-hmm. and you know that they got their shirts and hot topic and then it's like business guys they're like really really smart um you know and he's just because he's not because he likes his wrestling to kind of make sense and and all that you know he told me a story once of how like everybody in like a 205 live match whatever it was everyone's doing like a a flip to try and outdo the other outside the ring and then jack alaher just comes i think and i think he just smacks somebody right in the face instead of doing a flip he's like that was the only thing that made fucking sense in that entire match (laughs) i'm with this guy i'm with your friend you know one of these days one of these days we'll get him on, and maybe we'll, all four of us will have a, a, a discussion about wrestling. And so- yeah, it sounds like it'll be me and CJ versus Dylan and your friend. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm happy with that kind of tag team. That sounds perfectly acceptable to me. What it is is it's it's me and Bryce, so to speak. Sounds like we're the young bucks, and you, and my buddy Joe, Dylan, would be FTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's that's a good way to put it. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so. As your podcast has progressed, um, one thing I was listening to today, and it's the most, I think, at the time of this recording, you released this on the 29th, the Book It Like Russo episode, I was fucking crying. <laughs> it progressively just got funnier and funnier. I, I was thinking, like, um, what was your friend's name who was on there again? I'm sorry. Tyler, Tyler. Tyler. When he did the whole thing with actually booking Vince Russo, I'm just like, that actually a story that made sense and that was actually pretty funny at some point and really good but Dylan dude you took the fucking cake <laughs> with Stone Cold Steve Austin's a Pope <laughs> we all had like totally different ideas of what we're going to go into like, we had a very a very vague kind of concept of what it would be and it ended up like me doing like a classic making KP rebooking Tyler mm-hmm. doing it 
booking Vince Russo and then Dylan just being Vince Russo and just yeah. it worked so well like I had, I, had a, I had so much fun recording that episode it was um it's, it's definitely uh, one of the, one of the best ofs I think like just had such a good time and like it's just such a laugh and um yeah and just uh yeah and, and the best part about it was we got Vince Russo to introduce the episode like we had yeah to, I like, saw that on Twitter that's awesome like literally Vince Russo was like, talking about their next episodes book it like Russo bro and then then we just start to take the piss out of him for like an hour you know <laughs> I don't think he would really care I think as long as he's being mentioned about anything like that that's fine with him like, I think he has to have quite thick skin to be honest like if, you, if, you're, if you're Vince Russo you've got to have thick skin because he's, he's probably heard it all and like I mean I, 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 I say so. this in a I don't I, I say it in the podcast too like I do Although we take the piss out of him, like I do have a little bit of respect for Vince Russo, and like you know, I do. Um, what's the best way to say this? Like, I mean, in the in the WWF, for example, like he he had some big ideas. Um, I mean, his whole thing was that you know everyone on the roster from top to bottom should have a storyline. So you know, in the attitude, that means that you've got Stone Cold doing something, you've got Triple H doing something, but also you've got your Gangrels doing something. You've got your 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 fucking um, Val Venus. Any, Val Venus, why not? Val Venus, yeah, <laughs> him doing something. Like, you know, Steve Blackman's doing something. And, like, that just, um, I just think that's a really good way to do it. And, like, you know, it falls back to, like, current day WWE where you've got Roman Reigns in a big, cool story. But, like, what's fucking, um, I can't even name a wrestler. Any, you know, as, as a wrestling fan for 20 odd years, the name of any wrestler is escaping me right now. But, uh, but, um, how, how about uh, Matt Riddle? For example, oh, yeah, but yeah, Matt Riddle, like, what the fuck's he doing? And they've ruined him. And it's like, mm. if he had an interesting story, like, you know, I guarantee if Finn Russell came back to WWE, it would be a lot better. Um, I mean, maybe in the way that, you know, uh, in a car crash kind of way, but, you know, it would still be more interesting to watch than what's on there right now. You know, what's crazy is that I hear you say that about bringing Vince Russell back to WWE. Years ago, I was just like, "No, keep him away." You got a lot of guys who are there that he will completely fuck up. Like he will, he will. I, I think it was like he had an idea for Kevin Owens, where it's like he'll make him Kevin Adonis. He'll try and make him like lose his weight and like make him all muscle. I'm like, no, that's not Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is unique with his whole thing. Yeah. Um, at least at the time, like Kevin Owens, I think is not the same Kevin Owens we saw five, uh, four or five years ago. But anyway, but I might. I actually have to agree. I think maybe getting a little car crash shit in there. Why not? I mean, nothing else is working for them right now. Why not get Russo to come in and be like, bro, I want to take Matt Riddle, bro, and I want to be his manager. Say, you do a pretty good Vince Russo. Better than, than me and Bryce. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely I'm, yeah. I'm right. Like New York is right practically next to New Jersey, well, depending on who you ask. But, but Manhattan is right there. The five boroughs are right. I'm, I'm like 15, 20 minutes away from it. So I, I get deal with people like that all the time. Even people from New Jersey like to talk like people from New York. It's a whole debate, <laughs> but, <laughs> but even something as silly like that, I'd actually pay money to see Vince Russo as Matt Riddle's manager, <laughs> just to hear them who can yeah. say bro more often. Or David Arquette. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the David Arquette thing, I was just like, wow, they, they actually, he got me legitimately invested. I'm like, now I want David Arquette to beat Dabakeo. <laughs> Dude, like, same. Like, I mean, we didn't discuss anything before the episode, like what we're going to do and how we're going to write it and stuff like that. That twist just absolutely had me floored. And like, I couldn't believe it. It's, um, yeah, that, that is, again, one of the good parts of recording 
the episodes that we do because like like Dylan and I we never discuss we, we we have like a like Dylan will say okay I'm gonna do retribution this week and that's all that's all he'll say um because you know it's it's better to get like a genuine reaction on the podcast as to how the story's progressing and stuff and um and yeah it's just uh, they're a lot of fun to record like we've been doing this for three three four months now and it's just uh it's just so much fun um just recording the podcast and um you know having people out there who who actually listen to it just absolutely baffles us to be honest because all we do is talk shite for an hour but you know it's um it's a it's been a really cool journey and um yeah like um, we're looking forward to um looking forward to jumping into season three very very soon that's good um i don't not sure if i asked this earlier but who kind of approached who for this to start up uh may have missed that part but but what was the idea where it's just like you know what i want to i want to do this let me call my buddy up and let's let's get this started yeah, I mean, um, I, me, me and Dylan have been good friends for um, a long, 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 long time, and um, like we both, um, we're both part of a, or we both were part of an EFED. Um, I don't you remember EFEDing, but it's kind I of like not. creative wrestling. It's like creative wrestling writing. You choose a character, and then you kind of, um, you kind of write, write as promo. them. Um, yeah, you write promos as them, kind of thing, and that's how we is, met. And, um, was this a thing? I, I'm not familiar with this as being in you know North America, but is this a thing like? all over the place or is this kind of like mostly a yeah. thing in the uk yeah, yeah. no no it, it was it was a big thing um years ago um once the internet like kind of years started. ago and yeah. it's kind mm. of fallen out of fever these days because there's just more accurate ways to to simulate wrestling you know but at the time it was just a fun game like you go on a forum and you pick a wrestler and then you fight somebody else's wrestler so if you and bryce were gonna have a match that week bryce would write up a little promo about you and post it and then you would write up a little promo about Bryce and post it and then whoever was running the fed would read both role plays or both promos and see which one was more f- efficient more 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 promo like or whatever mm-hmm. whatever their judging criteria was and then they would write up a show like a like a Monday night raw or whatever and uh, write that match and see you would you could tell who the winner was you know yeah um, okay it was like a little creative writing exercise but involved wrestling and uh, that happened to to tick the boxes for both me and Bryce. That's yeah, cool. that kind of that's kind of how we got our experience in creative writing, and then like mm-hmm. since then we've kind of branched out to you know like um you know like, like I said earlier, like Dylan's got his own book, like I write articles for magazines, and obviously we now do the podcast as well, which is like very very based around creative writing. But I mean the idea kind of came about like I had it in my head, and then like a couple of years ago Dylan came over to Edinburgh uh, for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, which is kind of like a comedy kind of arts theater kind of festival and mm-hmm. uh, hung, out, hung out for a while and then just we're just like sitting in a pub and just talking about it, you know, just a few beers and um, the idea kind of came up to do Making Kayfabe and then um, yeah, here, here we are. Um, here we are, yeah. That's funny because how my podcast started was kind of the same way me and my buddy Sean McChesney, he's an occasional co-host now because of his, his busy work schedule for SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. But we started this because we always talked about wrestling and literally for his graduation party, we're outside in the back of his, in his backyard of his pool. We've been drinking all day. We're just talking about wrestling. And I just go, dude, you want to do a podcast? He's like, yeah, I got the equipment. Cool, we're going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> That's kind of how it started. Nice. It's a very similar concept. Um, nice. But how long have... How, so you guys met in that forum... Uh, is that's that's how you met, or or did you guys know each other uh, prior? Did you go to uh, school together, or have mutual friends? No, um, D- Dylan's in Ireland and I'm in Scotland. Um, so we've um, we've met a few times. Um, Dylan's come over to um, Scotland quite a few times to hang out and stuff. But um, yeah, we've um, basically met through that that forum. Uh, what 
I don't even know how long ago now. What was that? 15, 17 years ago, something like that, Dylan, maybe? Um, wow. Think long 15, ass thing. Yeah, 15 is yeah. probably pretty accurate. Yeah, geez, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, it's um, just been friends ever since. And then, um, yeah, we done. Um, we used to do a podcast for the actual forum, um, like going through the matches and stuff. And then that just kind of um, uh, grew to what we're doing now. And mm. it's having a having a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun ride, yeah. I think that's what it was. Like we were just doing those little podcasts for this little, you know, for the forum, for this little group of people, you know, like 20 people. But like that was still us getting experience on making a, our own show and we were like all right well hmm. now we know we can do this why don't we expand it and do it uh, about something that uh, you know more people will be able to reach um hmm. so we i think bryce you were the one that came to me you're like i got this idea for a show and i'm like cool let's fucking let's let's do it so we, hmm. we get it you know yeah and uh yeah here we are but yeah we wanted to like we're we're, we're kind of um doing the show for 20 people and like it's a limited kind of audience and we wanted to kind of expand that as Dylan says and um but I know you know with the more people listen to our show and like like I said earlier it just absolutely baffles us because all we do is talk shit but um people people seem to enjoy it so um talking shit's good thankful for that yeah that's it yeah you gotta talk a little shit yeah (laughs) you can't be serious all the time no no I mean some people have made their waves on Twitter just by little thing little clips they've said or wherever and I can't think of any of them i'm trying to think of other podcasters that have kind of made their way doing that the person who comes to my mind is maybe sam roberts but i don't think he really did anything he seems like too nice of a person to get on somebody's bad side yeah exactly (laughs) um but no that's really cool um so season three of your podcast when uh is the date you guys are looking to get back out there uh we're coming back on the 19th i think slowly checks calendar on the last computer the 19th yeah so 19th of january we're going to come back and we've got um we've got some got some cool shit planned already um got some ideas kind of floating out there and so we've got a couple um a couple more bonus episodes to come so right now uh, i'm not sure when the show is going out but we've just done like you say book it like russo then we've got a kf tombola coming up a fan submitted kf tombola and we also have uh just a kind of season three preview then we're going right into season season three so um, but yeah, we're really excited to kick it, kick it off, and just gonna build on what we've got already. That's good. Um, for those who are not aware, explain to everyone what Kayfabe Temple is, because I know what it is as an, as an active listener of your <laughs> podcast. But but what is it to explain to everybody? Well, what the fuck is Kayfabe Tambola? Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's a heap of shite. Um, basically, it's um, so Dylan and I. We have a little game called Cafe of Tombola, and the kind of essence of it is that the, the, the player of the game gets four names in four situations. So four, uh, four pro wrestling names in four random situations, um, letters one to four, and uh, numbered A to D. And absolutely, if Dylan was playing, he would give me, you know, a one D or a two B or a three C, something like that. And then essentially, he would find out what the wrestling situation was, and he would then have 60 seconds to come up with a, an interesting storyline on the fly for that kind of uh, situation. So, <laughs> like, I mean, in the past, we've had, um, you know, the Mountie uh, with his own wrestling match. We've had Sabu, who was tag-teaming with God. <laughs> um, we've had, uh, oh, God, it's so, uh, some of it escapes what, me. Like... What was the Gene Snitsky one? Oh, not the Gene Snitsky one, no. That was... <laughs> Maybe we'll, maybe we'll say no more about that. You have to listen to that episode. I think that was our first, um, the first bonus episode where we were just doing a bunch of tombolas. For yeah, fun. it was. And Bryce got 
one involving Gene Snitsky, and we're not going to spoil that if you want to listen to the episode. Uh, I'm not <laughs> certain if I've heard that one, but I think, I think if you once you've heard it, you'll you'll never forget it. Okay, all right. I gotta dig. <laughs> I gotta go through your catalog and listen to it. But you mentioning Sabu with God as his <laughs> as his tag team partner, I was. Oh my God! I heard that that one. That made me cry. I was driving home from work one day and I heard it. And Dylan, you you were like trying to make sense of it, getting Shawn Michaels involved. But in the <laughs> end, <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, because I'm thinking this is going to lead to Sabu and Shawn Michaels as a tag team. But it's like, yeah. nope, complete, complete opposite direction. And I. <laughs> and I won't give that one away because that one I believe is in uh, was that with Vince McMahon blows up that episode. Uh, that that was Vince McMahon blows up. Yeah, that was okay. the, the start of season two. But like that, yeah. that's the that's the thing about Kayfabe and Bolo. Like it's it's usually absolutely ridiculous situations to come up with. But like nine times out of ten, it does make some sort of sense in the end. Like I mean, for example, <laughs> bloody what was that Nathan Jones and a pole match or something? Like, it made sense like <laughs> that. Like. And yeah, like, that one. I, I, I remember that one too. Oh man, it's a, uh, it is, it is my. When I do it, it is the most stressful minute of my week. Like just coming up with that storyline on the fly, but um, it's, okay, it's, it's a lot of fun. But. It's my favorite part. Like that's the funny thing about it. Like my absolute, my favorite part is Bryce just hit me with like just the, that randomness, and I get a minute to to come up with that. I love that. That's so much fun. But it also, could... equally as much fun is when Bryce like picks. Like Nathan Jones on a Nathan Jones in a pole match. Like when the two things come together like that, you're like, oh, this is wonderful. You know, bless, bless, yeah, absolute bless. When I hear you guys do that, Dylan, you you sound way more relaxed. Like, all right, I got this. This is go. And yeah. Bryce, I can hear you. You're like, oh fuck, how do I, how do I do this? <laughs> and that's yeah. good to have those two different dynamics where one's the relaxed one, like I got this in the bag, and the other's like, oh god, what do I do? Like that finds it. <laughs> It's it's fucking hilarious. Like, I love that little little bit you guys do at the end. It's fucking funny. Oh, thanks, man. It's no a, problem. I'm glad I'm glad somebody enjoys it because I don't. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love listening to it. I I may crack under pressure too, trying to make sense of it. <laughs> Were you gonna say something, Dylan? I didn't mean to cut you yeah, off. I mean, it's just like that's why um, the the first bonus episode that we did was um us. I think we had three each, so we would do a three. Uh, we had three K-Pape Tambolas, and we would ask each other. And the for me, the hardest part, like coming up with the scenarios, like Bryce can throw anything at me, and like I'm sure I can. Even if it even if it doesn't work, it's still funny. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. You, you'll you'll always have material. But for me, the hardest part is like coming up with interesting, inventive ones. You know? Um, yeah. Whereas Bryce has now started getting email submissions from the fans, so he he doesn't even have to think of that shit. He just <laughs> somebody else is now doing that part of the job for him. Well, that's good then. Um, yeah, exactly. So I guess going through, uh, I won't take too much of you guys' time, but um, kind of wrap things up a little bit. Um, first, this is kind of a two-parter. Uh, what is your favorite? rebooking that you have done yourselves dylan i'll start with you oh i mean see that's a tricky one it, uh, me and bryce have this little um we have this little saying where if it if it's got a stable in it i can rebook it <laughs> and my favorite ones are 
like the NWO one we did not so long ago. I really like that. I that really, was good. Really, like really the, good. The retribution one because I'm like they they missed so many opportunities and it's so mm. recent and I'm like if they had done any of this it would have been amazing. Um, and the right to censor one, I think I think the right to censor one I like the most because I remember kind of after we recorded it, I was like, we fucking nailed it. You know, that's <laughs> that was a that's a good way to close the season. I'm like that's it. Yeah, man. You know. Like, well, but, by, by that point, I felt like we've got this. We both know what we're doing. The right to censor one for me was uh, my favorite. All right, nice. Bryce, what about you? What, what's your favorite uh, story you have rebooked? Uh, it's it's got to be the zombie, man. Uh, it's got to be the ECW zombie. I just, uh, I, I was so happy. I set myself the challenge to, to rebook the ECW zombie who's appeared for approximately five minutes in WBTV and making my star and just like, as I was writing that, the more I wrote, I was like, the more ideas kept popping into my mind, and I was just like, this is the greatest thing ever. So, yeah, my favorite, my, my most proud moment in, in making Cave Hipster is definitely DCW Zombie. And if you've not listened to it, you absolutely have to. That is one that I have not listened to yet. I've been trying to keep up with, with uh, your shows. I've listened to, I'd say, about 90%. Yeah. But the zombie is one I have to get on the docket. Um, now, the other way around, Bryce, what is your favorite story that Dylan's rebooked? And the same question for you, Dylan, after Bryce is done. Uh, for me, uh, Dylan's greatest rebooking is probably Retribution, in my opinion. Um, just he found, he found so much for those guys to do. And, and there were so many. I don't want to give them away, but a few swerves in that episode. And just um, like like Dylan says, he's just the master of booking stables. So <laughs> to, to be honest, like if I, if I had to choose three, it would be Retribution, NWO, and Right to Censor, just because he is the stable booking master. But uh, yeah, of those three, the one I enjoyed the most was Retribution. And I remember that episode. We had, we had a good laugh in that episode as well. It was quite a few funny moments. So um, yeah, yeah, that's a did. personal favorite of mine. And Dylan, what about you? What is your favorite story that Bryce has rebooked? I think for me, my favorite one was the one where... Bryce rebooked the unmasking of Kean. Mm. Really that's actually that. mine. Because <laughs> I thought that that was, again, that's a storyline that was just a missed opportunity. And it already had like years and years of build up. And, and so when they finally did take the mask off him, it was deeply unsatisfying as fans mm. for that long, for so many years, and understanding the, the, the history behind Kean. It was disappointing to see them unmask it and have it kind of like an afterthought and i thought bryce did a really mm. good job of like making it mean something which it should it should be part of the wrestling angle it should capitalize and move on to something else and build up the things you know and i felt that uh, bryce's storyline did a really good job of that yeah oh, thanks man yeah i i actually that's probably my favorite that you've done bryce is the unmasking of kane that was you turned him into a heel monster. Well, maybe not a heel, but knowing how wrestling fans are, Kane probably would have been a babyface for that yeah, time. It would have been over. Yeah, it would yeah. Have been over. Yeah. Until the point where you mentioned you turn him heel and you help him, you know, same thing like in real time. You help him uh, defeat Undertaker, help, help Vince defeat Undertaker, badass Undertaker, and then that leads to the match at Mania 20, which happened anyway. Like, you gave Kane a a time where like where he should have been the top guy because th there was nobody who was more over than Kane. Everybody fucking oh, yeah. loved him. And Dylan, for me, I think the one that you've done, because of recent memory, I, I, I'd have to say NWO. Cause, wow, thank you. 
NWO, and then and then the Ty Dillinger, Mike Kanellis one's right there. <laughs> I, <laughs> seriously. I, I, I'm not bullshitting. I love that one. I love that one because you again you took two mid card guys and gave them something to do. Yeah, I felt a little, just a little annoyed that the people weren't, that didn't they didn't seem to be like listening to that episode as much. And I'm like, well, you know, I get it because both those guys weren't totally like you know superstars, but yeah. Um, but I also like really liked the story that I told. So I don't know. Well, they worked out. They all worked out. Um, I guess wrapping up here, guys, uh, what is it that you want to get out there? Is there anything you want to plug? Let everybody know where they can find you, where they can listen to you, uh, social medias, all that. Go right ahead. Yeah, so season three starts on January 19th. Uh, we've got some awesome episodes coming up there. You can get us on any podcast app. You can get us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Bugging Podbean, whatever, whatever, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there, YouTube as well. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter, um, uh, twitter.com forward slash making kayfabe. And uh, yeah, we've always got some cool little cool little posts going up there, little polls uh, that you can get involved in, some questions and conversations uh, that you can um, yeah jump in and uh, yeah, just just listen to our show. Um, we, think <laughs> quite, we, think, we think it's quite good. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to sound too desperate, but please, please, listen please, to please, sir. Oh, t-shirts, t-shirts. We've got t-shirts as oh, well. We have a t-shirt. Um, yeah. <laughs> how can I forget the t-shirts? Uh, Making kayfabe.redbubble.com. You can get your hands on an official uh, Making Kayfabe t-shirt from Making Kayfabe. Uh, there's actually three t-shirts up there two of which were designed by our good friend tyler at blank pace digital and uh, one of which was designed by me uh, and it's a very poorly drawn but uh, very very poorly drawn um impression of Riho uh, giving a, a knee to Nyla Rose no, which no, no, has no. to has to be seen to be believed so it is yeah. a beautiful picture it is a work of art and you can get it on a t-shirt for the low low price of 13.99 I think yeah. I can't remember <laughs> and the best part is the best part is some people actually have as well so <laughs> some people have bought that no, I'm a professional artist now yeah yep. <laughs> well there you go you got that under your belt all right guys thank you so much for being on here uh this is great that we could finally get this set up um despite all our technical difficulties that we were having earlier and thank you to and, you dude like thank you for yeah, persisting dude. with the technical issues like we, we know all too well about uh getting things set up for podcasts it is the most frustrating thing in the world when you yes it is levels to work and stuff and like dude you nailed it and like you kept the chat flowing at the same time and like yeah to total respect to you dude um we've had a great time here really have exactly like thanks for having us on your show we really appreciate it you know it's uh it's really nice that you wanted to chat with us for a night you know of course i mean i listen to your podcast like these guys probably good to shoot the shit for about an hour or so about wrestling it'd just be fun to talk to and again like they just said go follow them on twitter listen to their podcast buy a t-shirt whether you think bryce's shirt is a work of art or or not that's for you to decide but just buy the shirt anyway who gives a shit <laughs> all right thank you so much everybody for listening um and you can follow us here not another wrestling podcast on tnawp at twitter the another not another wrestling podcast on instagram facebook on uh, podcasts forums you can listen to us on apple spotify anchor podbean i'm forgetting because it's been so long since i've done this <laughs> But anyway, for uh, Bryce and Dylan of Making Kayfabe and for CJ Palmisano from the Nine Other Wrestling Podcast, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.